You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. Ian, look at this. What, it's a police box. What on earth is he doing here? Hey, these things are usually on the street. I feel it. I feel it, you feel it? Faint vibration. It's alive. Earth Station Who, a fun mashup celebrating nearly 50 years of the Doctor Who universe. Hold tight. You never know where the TARDIS is going next. Blossom, yes, Blossom. the only sad thing. I want to know what happens next. Right then. Doctor whoever I'm about to be. Tag. You're it. Hey there, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Earth Station Who podcast. That's right, folks. We're back and we are talking about the second Doctor era. We're talking about the Abominable Snowmen. That's right. It's going to be interesting. This has one of those stories that we thought that was lost to time. And only one that had survived was the second episode of the series. And it's, but we got an animated version of it. So we got animated Woo! second Doctor Jamie and, of course, Victoria, the screamer. So <laughs> it it was interesting to watch and it's going to be a ton of fun to talk about. And we have a great crew here, of course, to talk about it. Let's, of course, say hi to Mary Ogle. Hi, everybody. It is fantastic to be here. And we're turning back to the show, Mr. Mike Gordon. Howdy. Was I was I gone? You were gone. You weren't on the last episode because we were down. Oh, in that's right. Because you guys, yeah, you guys, you were on the road. We were on the road again <laughs> down in Pensacon. <laughs> and once again, thanks for everyone who showed up at Pensacon. It was an amazing, amazing standing room only panel. When we we had a ton of fun with it. It was yeah. a great, great show. And you know, thanks for the folks at Pensacon for actually hosting us. It was yes. it was amazing to be part of it. And we've actually, if they'll have us back, we would love to come back next year. So absolutely. So, you guys look like you had so much done. fun. I, I definitely would like to 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 take part in that. It looked like a, you guys were having a blast down there. Uh, oh yeah. very much I so. Think you would have loved it. I definitely think you're gonna love it down there. And you get to ride the uh, wonderful trolley that blows your ears out. <laughs> with the music it it was so awesome i still can't watch listen to the uh you know simple minds don't you forget about me ever again yeah, without thinking i couldn't about listen that. to it beforehand so there you go there you go so 
Pensacon, check it out, folks. It was a ton of fun. And definitely please let us know what you guys thought of our live episode. It was a it was a ton of fun to talk all about Doctor Who, what we thought was coming up, what's happening. And that actually goes into what we're going to talk about with the uh, big, basically Doctor Who news. There's not a ton of it. Uh, the only real news that, you know, tons of rumors, tons, tons of rumors. We're not going to touch on that because, you know, how many times do we just need egg on our face, as we like to say? <laughs> but we definitely have, you know, seen David Tennant is definitely heavily promoting it. Uh, Red Nose Day in the UK, uh, David was appeared as the 14th Doctor, and he was there, you know, in full costume and had a little fun. And I saw glimpses of the segment. I didn't watch the whole thing. So it was it was nice to see him there. And, you know, it's just like, David, please shave. You need to, you know, <laughs> it's like, are you growing a beard or not? You know, that's the thing. So it was a ton of fun to see. And it was, it was cool. And I'm going to be very curious. We're just about six months out now from the specials. God, can you believe it's six months yeah. already? Yeah. I know it's it's pretty crazy. So exciting, lots of filming going on. There is, and you've seen some of the filming, you know, pictures and stuff. But again, we're not going to talk about that. And you know, I'm very much excited for the new season. Bring, I am ready for new Doctor Who. I am so so ready. I and too. yeah, so it's going to be very interesting. The other I th- am, uh, I, you know, as much as I. Uh, I love David Tennant. I'm a David Tennant fan, uh, big time. And he's one of my favorite doctors of all time. I'm curious to see what they do with him coming back. I'm, I'm curious to see story wise what that's like. Um, you know, what, what reasons they give us because it seems so obvious as a, uh, contrived notion to, to, to get more eyes on the, the, uh, the property on the franchise until they move it to the next doctor, which, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I think I'm more anxious to see Shooty, really, to be honest with you, than anything. Like, I, I, the stuff with David's going to be nice, but it's just, it's, it's going to feel like, yeah, that's nice, but it's going to be, it's going to feel like, like listening to Big Finish <laughs> before we get started with the real stuff. You know what I mean? Well, kind of. It's kind of like here in the States, a lot of us already knew that, you know, the ninth doctor was going to be regenerating into the 10th doctor after the first season because we didn't get to see, even the ninth doctor till after his season was over in the UK and he had regenerated and the magazines were already, you know, the 10th doctor is here, you know, that type of thing. Mm -hmm. So, you know, basically it's kind of the same thing. We already know, you know, even though the ninth doctor had some amazing stories, he had some, you know, Chris's doctor was awesome. And I love the interaction he had with Rose. He got introduced to captain Jack and, you know, other you know, storylines, but you also then already like coming onto it, already knew there was going to be another doctor. It's kind of very similar to me, what they're doing. You already have. I'm going through the exact opposite, really. It's not similar to me at all because I I loved Chris Eggleston Eggleston, and I had no idea who David Tennant was. And when I saw that episode, the last episode where he changes to David Tennant, I was like, Oh my God! I'm, am I not going to like this now? Like, because I, I had no idea what we were getting well, into. But it's the same thing. Um, it's the same thing with me because you know I know who David Tennant is, and but I have no idea who Shooty is. 
I've never. But seen I'm more anything. excited for Shooty than I know who David Tennant was, and I'm more excited to see Shooty because I want to see what he does with it. Um, I know what David Tennant did with it. So, but, but also David's coming in because. You know, that's how we're getting Disney money. That's how we're getting oh, I know. all I the understand. interest. That's how you're getting all the tenant fangirls back to, you know, Doctor Who again. It's basically people gathering up interest because so many people left the series during the Chibnall Whitaker era. Yeah. I have yeah. some. I have well, really even before that, with uh, even before that, with Peter Capaldi, they left too. Um, yeah. What was that, Mary? I just, I'm just saying, I have, I have such mixed feelings about it because I, I love David Tennant. I have nothing against David Tennant. No, not at all. I'm, I'm really excited to see Shooty, and I do not want him to be, you know, overlooked. Uh, but you know, the cynical part of me is, I completely understand why you're doing this. Yes. Your ship went down, <laughs> and you were trying anything to get people back, and that's a valid premise to come from, but. Uh, but not not at the risk of overshadowing the next actor coming in. So I really hope people stick around. I mean, I don't. Who knows if that strategy would even work? You know, whether people will stick around. Um, though I think they will, just because RTD is such a good writer. Right, and and yeah, and I think I think that's more of a key of it, right? Where the writing will probably be better too. But I mean, obviously, Shooty, it's better for him to be to get the handoff from David than it is for Jody uh, and for all sorts of reasons. And I, uh, uh, you know, unfortunately that's the case and we're, we're stuck with this, this, this cynical view, but I mean, I'm, I understand why they're doing it too. It's just, I'm just more excited. Like me personally, I'm, I'm looking forward to the David Tennant, like the three specials and I'm, I'm going to be watching them with great interest. And I'm sure I'm going to love seeing David as the doctor again. Cause I love seeing him as a doctor every time he's done it. Um, I'm, that's not an issue, but I'm, but to me, it's almost like been there, done that. I want to see where this show is going and I want to see the new guy as soon as possible understandable yes yeah and, i mean yeah i agree with you actually no i don't disagree either mike and we're going to get him fairly quick you know yeah. you know sometimes when you get a at the end of the season and you get to see the regeneration you have to some in especially the new seasons and the last couple you know years we've had to wait almost a year to see the next doctor you're only going to have to wait like a month to get to see the next doctor sure so, well, yeah, if that, right? So, yeah. um, uh, if that, so yeah, I mean, it is, it is, it's, it's a weird situation. We've never been in this situation before. Um, but I just feel like, you know, David doing all these appearances as the doctor to promote Doctor Who and everything. To me, I'm like, I'm like, I know, I understand why they're doing it. And it's probably going to, I hope it works because I want more eyes on this franchise. Um, but it just feels like, you're just a placeholder. You're not really like, you know, like I can't well, wait till the new guy really takes over. And by this time next year, Shooty's going to be the one doing all those appearances and speaking for the franchise. He's going to be the face right. of the franchise. And I'm so looking forward to that. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, Shooty is, is shooting right now. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, so maybe David Tennant was just, he was the one who was available Yeah. for this. Nope. Exactly. So, you know, because maybe Matt Smith wasn't available or some of the others is it just all depends. So it'll be very curious to see what they do. And I 
I want to be blown away. So there you go. <laughs> so hopefully, you know, we definitely want to know what you guys think. Are you looking forward to seeing Tenet back? Or are you okay with it only being th for three episodes? And then bring on Shooty. And hopefully Shooty will be with us for quite a few years. So at least three. That's the standard right now. <laughs> yeah, I figure it'll be three. Yeah. <laughs> So, and hopefully it'll be three years of content, not three years of like, you know, waiting around a year or two. Right. Well, RTD does seem committed to getting back on a every yes. year schedule. Yeah. So. I'm glad for that too. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Cause I don't want to have to start thinking about who's Dr. 16. I'm not ready for that yet. No. So, but you know, you know, some of the British tabloids, as soon as Shooty's episodes start, Shooty unhappy with the show. He's planning on leaving after the first season. Yeah. 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 So who's going to be oh, the I'm next sure doctor? I'm sure the tabloids are already picking, trying to pick the next I'm doctor. I'm sure they are. Oh, of course they are. Of course. Of course. You guys also had another piece of news that you guys wanted to talk about a little bit. Yes. Um, there is a, a side property that a lot of people may not have heard of, um, but it actually proved to be pretty popular and successful, which was something called Doctor Who Redacted, which was a podcast that premiered on BBC Radio 4. And um, now you can find it, uh, you know, Apple Pod Podcast, Spotify, anywhere you look for podcasts. And it was special in that. It was led by a LBGTQ producer, Ella Watts, who also picked a transgender head writer, Juno Dawson. The three lead characters are three queer women. Uh, Jodie Whittaker was also part of the cast. And, uh, and it proved to be more successful than, you know, even the BBC thought it was going to be. Ella Watson, the Ella Watts, the producer, she uh, she's the one who created it. She brought the concept to the BBC and they went with it. And then she hired Juno Dawson to um, create the characters and the plot. Well, Ella Watts uh, tweeted on back on March 9th that even though it, it had a very successful first season, that she had not been rehired for the second season. That in fact, she was dismissed with no reason at all and was being replaced by a man, James Goss. Now, this is nothing against James Goss, who uh, is actually a quite talented writer of, of his own. He's been around a long time. He's done lots of novels and big finish. Um, but, you know, especially in light of, we, we recently lost a very dear friend who was a very outspoken advocate for, for gay rights, queer rights. And, um, you know, all I can do is reflect on that and think we still have so, so far to go, because even if you're, you know, you bring a successful property, you're, this, ha this is not the first time it's happened, by the way, this happens a lot to women. Um, I, they helm a successful first season and then they, when the, when the property proves successful, the women are booted out <laughs> and replaced by men. I'm very disappointed in the BBC for for doing this, for taking this line, especially when they have tried to put themselves forward as going out of their way to um, promote diversity. I think that's pretty, not, not just from here, but I think that's pretty apparent that it's not true. They're not committed to it. 
I mean, I wish Ella Watts a lot of success. She was very gracious in, in the tweet she put out to her successor, but I'm very disappointed. And I, I hope this is not a trend because we're already living in a world where especially trans people are, are being treated horribly. There's all sorts of laws that in the United States that are coming up uh, limiting rights and um, I mean the cruelty against children who are trans against people who want to transition against people who are just trying to live their lives is disgusting and uh, the last thing we need is somebody like the BBC you know promoting that kind of hatred and so I just wanted to bring it forward uh, to let people know to encourage them to listen to the first season of Doctor Who Redacted, which, like I said, you can find on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or any 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 of those type of podcast venues, and uh, and to perhaps consider um, writing the BBC or tweeting the BBC and letting them know that this this is not the the type of thing that you want to support as an audience that that you want to support creators who you know brought a property that was successful. They did their job. <laughs> And, uh, you know, it didn't matter in the end. What do you guys think? No, I yeah. agree completely with that. It's what you're saying, Mary. It's, it's wrong, and it's showing a very, very bad trait right there. It's not – it's going the exactly the opposite direction in which we should be going right now. Mm -hmm. And why ruin a good thing if it's so successful? And, you know, it was her idea, so – yeah, I'm, I, I mean, I was, I didn't actually know about this until, uh, the whole thing. I didn't know the, about the podcast or I'd heard, I know that it aired last year looking back and, and, and researching it. I wasn't aware that this was a thing at all. And it seemed to be semi official. I mean, it's done by the BBC. Um, I don't think Chibnall had anything to do with it. Um, so maybe it's good. Uh, so, <laughs> see that alone. <laughs> but, uh, my understanding is that Jody, uh appears on it i think right yes uh, yes she does so and the whole premise is that the doctor is being redacted or erased from from history from the universe and these women are trying to stop it they're aware of it they're trying to stop it and it's a it's a it's a pretty interesting concept despite the success you know obviously the bbc this is not my understanding. I can't think of any other times that this has happened, but my understanding from reading the article and everything is this is not the first time the BBC has done this sort of thing. We've talked endlessly about their wonderfully intelligent uh, business uh, decisions that they've made in the past. <laughs> yes. uh, <laughs> um, not the smartest group of folks there. But what's really striking to me is that this is happening under this, I mean, Doctor Who is now being run by Russell T. Davies, and you can't imagine that Russell T. would be behind anything like this, right? Or support anything well, like this. I think this. this was actually before he came on board. Gotcha. Because it just seems like, and and I could see where you know, I could see where Russell T's like, I want to control everything related to Doctor Who in this franchise because I want to expand. I want to do this. And if this is not on his radar, not included, then, you know, I can see them removing it completely. But they're not removing it completely. Instead, they're going on with it, but they're just hiring for no apparent reason. They're hiring a man to run it instead of uh, instead of who was running it before. And that seems to me like, yeah, that's that's a red flag, a big red flag. And I can't 
yeah, I can't support that. So, but I am curious about listening to this adventure and uh, it sounds really intriguing. It sounds like a great story and I'd be fascinated to learn more about it. So, you know, I know it's not canon, but it still would be amazing to listen to. Yeah, I think that this first season is definitely worth listening to, um, you know, despite all the controversy that's going on because these women put their heart, heart and souls in it. And, um, you know, I don't want people to, to not you know, be aware of that and, and not not to listen to their creativity. Right. But it's just, you know, it just it makes me sad and angry and you know disappointed because once again, you know, this is a pattern and uh, it, it shouldn't be happening. No, not at all. I agree with that. So definitely reach out to the BBC folks, you know, make your voices heard. This is kind of crazy. Yeah, it's uh, and again, I can't imagine that, you know. I mean, this is not the kind of publicity that I'm sure Russell wants associated with Doctor Who. Like, I'm sure he doesn't. I can't. Yeah. I, I'm I'm sort of stunned that he hasn't done anything to sort of acknowledge this situation. You know. I mean, I doubt he had anything to do with it. Um, but he, but he should have something to do with it. Like he could if he wanted to now, right? You know, at, at least, least speak or speak at least out. Say about something. It. Yes, I I agree. I agree. Uh, so. And I don't know why he hasn't. I wish he would. Um, I actually, I have no idea how much, whether he has any power over their radio properties or not, but he could at least show support. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, as the head of Dr. Who, as the head of the franchise right now, I mean, you know, if anything's related to it, I mean, it, it speaks on his, on him, on him, you know? So I definitely think that, uh, it would be interesting to see uh, him, him comment or, you know, do something anyway. So. Very much so. Very, very much so. So keep looking at this box. So if anything changes with it or any updates, we'll let you guys know. All right. I think this is a good time to take a break. Let's come back and we will talk all about the abominable snowmen. is a cigar nerd welcome to the cigar nerds podcast it's the only show where two guys smoke cigars and talk about nerd culture do you like movies games comics sci-fi pop culture and beer do you like science nerd news explosions for no apparent reason then this is the show for you it's like being in a nerdy cigar shop but for your ears check us out at cigarnerdpodcast.com Welcome back. Now we are talking all about the Abominable Snowmen. We're going back to September 30th, 1967. And a wonderful six-parter, folks. That's right, folks. 
you know, six wonderful fun parts, which could have been cut down to three very easily. And it was, it was fun. It was, of course, all of our first times seeing this one. I remember reading the book on it, though, when they did the Target novelization back in the 80s. And I Wait, was wasn't like, it Terrence Dix who wrote yep, it? Yes, it was. And it was awesome. And I was excited. I can't wait to watch it. I can't wait till it comes out on video. Eh, sorry. <laughs> you go right to jail. You waited a long time. <laughs> oh, I know. Longer than I ever expected. So it was, but it was fun. It was a fun story to watch. Um, it was neat to actually, you know, because I remember when we watched, um, which one was, I think, the invasion, because they came back to London and they were trying to meet Professor Travers again. Mm-hmm. And because this is his only appearance. And it was because they were like oh we're we're here to see professor travers our old friend in london you know and it was like he that's because they introduced his niece in that storyline in invasion gotcha and everything so it was it was neat to see but i loved the story it was a great great overall great story and you know the first two parts you know, you didn't know if Travers was a good guy or a bad guy because he had the, you know, trying to frame the doctor for the murder and, you know, right. everything. So what were you guys' initial opinions of this? I mean, I liked it. I like. I enjoyed this one. I enjoyed the story. I agree. It could be cut down. Six-parters can always be cut down. You know, there's always going to be filler episodes. Mm-hmm. But, you know, there's a lot of running back and forth and Yetis lumbering around. <laughs> but but, literally uh, lumbering yes. around but but the story is fun and um patrick trouton is great as always um i did watch episode two the the live action version mm-hmm. so did of I. It that exists yeah me too which i highly recommend people do uh even after watching the the animated version because it's just really fun to see well not just that but it's also you see that it ranks up there with like the talents of Wei Chang with, uh, you know. Oh, race. yes, it does. <laughs> I thought the same thing. <laughs> you know, because yeah, it's an unfortunate uh, sign of the times. But uh, I did like the fact that the animated crew tried to uh, fight that a bit. Uh, the representation that they gave for the uh, Tibetans uh, in the animated uh, episodes uh, they they change the appearance of so they're just not like white dudes, right? They're not just <laughs> English, English English white guys. dudes, yeah. exactly. So so I, I I did I did appreciate them trying to trying to at least correct that a little bit, so rectify the mistake, so to speak. Oh, um, it, it was it was interesting, but you know I almost was like almost afraid after watching this to see how bad you know. The how do you want to say it? The Padmasvava, is that how? You, yeah. Hey, good luck. Yeah. yeah. If you know how bad he looked on camera, and you know, because was he a puppet or was he an actor in makeup? You know, that's I was. Just... Yeah, we don't. I don't know. I haven't seen any pictures of him. I do know yeah. that the uh, that the when they made the animated version, the director took upon himself to be inspired by like EC comics, the crypt keeper, 
um to to give him that look and oh, i can definitely and, see that <laughs> and i will say like i think to me yeah i mean it's not perfect and there's some you know unfortunately everybody seems to have much longer arms than really people do but um <laughs> uh but i i i like the animation overall in this i thought it was pretty good i especially faces i think man they're really getting faces down pretty good and facial expressions um but that scene at the end uh, with uh, the great intelligence, uh, when he was when he was uh, levitating and all that, that creeped me out. I mean, I thought that was really kind of effective animation stuff. Like usually, the animated stuff doesn't uh, creep me out because it's you know it's cartoonish. But in that case, I I thought it was very effective. Oh, it was probably more effective than it was really in real life. It was awesome. Him floating above the, them and you know for stopping the bullet and. Yeah, yeah, stuff like yes. I was I was almost expecting force lightning or something like that. To come out. <laughs> He's, he was like the emperor. He gave yeah. me that feeling yes. of like yes. Palpatine. Yes. Yes. <laughs> now we know where George Lucas got it from. Okay. <laughs> yeah, because he's got a version of this. Uh, yeah, <laughs> so only, it's in the Lucas vault. The only thing about the animation is sometimes it gives me this type of animation gives me flashbacks to like, you know, the old japanese cartoons we all watched as kids in the 80s like voltron or thundercats or you know because because they use less frames because they're trying to save money sure and oh yeah walking they're like like the walking is terrible oh the waddling of the yeti yeah (laughs) that was actually pretty hilarious yes It, they were they were pretty it bad. was nice to see the yeti in live action because that's what episode two does give yes, us and, and yes, we get to get see to the see yeti the in yeti. live action and and they look really kind of cool and and it's uh, nice to see jamie and victoria absolutely well jamie <laughs> i, mean, I don't know Vic, Vic, i like victoria but she doesn't victoria. get anything she doesn't get anything to do <laughs> no. she, well she does something in this but she's annoying as hell because she doesn't she doesn't respect the monks like she's trying to break into to their monastery to the to the temple to see like their like their master or whatever because she doesn't you know she doesn't believe what they believe and i'm like this is really rude this is so rude i mean i know for plot reasons why they're doing it but it just she she came across as so rude and like you're a guest here and you're like i'm just gonna sneak into this place i'm not supposed to go Mm mm-hmm no, very yeah. much so. Well, I mean, this was not a period where they were big on respecting other cultures no. in the media. No, no. Well, yeah. <laughs> in <Or> media. <laughs> I was going to say, like, <laughs> uh, yeah, when everybody, when all the when all the Tibetans are played by English white guys. Uh, exactly. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Sens- um, sensitivity I mean, is Victoria's not played by an English white guy. <laughs> they finally got over that. <laughs> But this True. is, uh, this is, I mean, you know, I think the one thing we haven't talked about, and of course we have to talk about, it, is that this is the first story where we get introduced to the great intelligence. Yes. Yes. And, uh, you know, his his whispery voice here, first of all, it didn't annoy me. Not, uh, like later on, in later incarnations, it kind of annoys me. But here it didn't annoy me. And I thought, well, this is... Because he's inhabiting this like two, three hundred year old monk, three hundred years. Yeah. yeah, and I'm like, that's why he's whispering and talking like this. I mean, there's no reason for this to continue throughout his other iterations, and well, yet, you know. Well, they were doing a good job, you know, when you had the actual person talking, and then when the great intelligent was like hissing almost, right, mm-hmm. and you know, like he was asserting his control 
over him. And yeah. And so it was that I actually liked a lot. You know, it was starting to get on my nerves towards the end of the episode. And it's like, you know, and then at the end, I'm free finally. And then he vanishes almost into, he, you know, he disappears almost like, you know, into the force again, you know, <laughs> another, <laughs> sorry to do all these Star Wars references, but. <laughs> but, but the shoe fits. <laughs> exactly. And it was just. It was just very interesting with that. And Patrick and, you know, Frazier were awesome in this, as always. Yeah. You know. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. You know, and it, it was it was awesome. I'm a Highlander. I don't, I can handle the cold, doctor. Yeah. <laughs> oh, his poor knees. His knees were was turning he wearing, blue. Was he wearing anything at all under that kilt? <laughs> because he was freezing his nuts off. Oh, I'm sure he was. If, <laughs> if if he's a true Scotsman, he was clean all the way down there. The uh, yeah, I mean, they try to give all of them something to do, but like I said, unfortunately, Victoria just comes across as I mean, she's like, we need to go, we need to go fight. Like she wants to go hunting after this big large creature that she sees. They and Jamie's like, no, we have to stay, we have to stay. She's like, no, let's go, let's go. As soon as it shows up, she's like. Let's get out of here. <laughs> it's like, she, he's like, you're not really going to go in that cave, are you? And he's like, yeah, like, come on. I mean, like, we're here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. She, she, she just goes like, you know, pulls a 180 and, and then it's just, uh, yeah, she just annoys me through the whole thing. Um, I just found her very annoying. Um, so uh, the, unfortunately, she's in, not one of my favorites anyway. In all truth, you know, I can go back to most of the episodes with Victoria, and we all have found her very annoying overall. You know, she's yeah. one of the weak. She's the one of the weaker companions, truthfully. Yeah, I think I so. I think Mary's been a fan, but I don't want. I mean, I don't. I'll, I'll say I don't mind her. You know, I, <laughs> I, or, it's just that on on the the great pantheon of bad companions. You know, I just don't. Oh, I don't I, really care care that much about her one way or the other. I think there oh, are I put lots her of many, worse ones. many steps above Mel. Yes, and Mel Perry, and you know <laughs> some of the oh, others. Oh God, Perry, I can't stand. Uh, those are those are not like those are pretty high bars though. So yeah. um, <laughs> no, very but, low bars, Mister Gordon. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, it, depending on how you're ranking them, yes. Uh, I. Uh, yeah, I mean, I certainly wouldn't put her there either, but I actually, you know, I probably would. She's probably like in my top five of least favorite companions. Okay. Fair enough. Um, I just, because uh, uh, she's just more so like, it's one of the, it's one of those things where she doesn't need to be there. I mean, it's, I, I find her even more annoying because I would just be like, why can't we just be Patrick and Fraser? Like, that would be wonderful. But instead well, they, they yeah. feel like they have to put in this, you know, attractive female or whatever, just to, you know, have the ratings or whatever. And it's, she serves no real purpose. Yeah. Well, I mean, I agree. She doesn't really need to be there that they never, they don't give her a lot to do or it's true. Or when they do, it is, it is usually annoying. I'll agree with that. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I, I mean, yeah, she's in this. So it's like, uh, I'm not, that was something. Uh, and, and, you know, they rectify it after this because Zoe is one of my favorite companions. So it's oh, not yeah. that it's I don't want so much better. Yeah. I, it's not that I don't want anybody to impede on like the bromance between like, you know, the doctor and fr- Jamie, but, um, uh, Zoe's great, but Victoria, not so much to me. So, but I, I, you know, I've heard so much about the Yeti. Um, they're a big part of classic Doctor Who. 
that I don't think um, really, I mean, during this period, and then I think one other storyline, right? And then they just disappear because nobody does anything with them. But uh, it should be told, too, that we don't, I mean, until the end anyway, we don't actually see, they're not actually Yeti. They are robots. Yes, because yeah. the real Yeti are not violent. The real Yeti are not violent and don't look like this either. Well, at least according to the uh, cartoonist version of what yes. we see. But. Right. Though, so. frankly, even the robot Yeti aren't all that violent. They just sort of lumber around and <laughs> you know, swing their arms a little bit. They just bump into things. <laughs> yes. But uh, they do show up again, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Yes. Okay. That's the first um, time you met the, well, he wasn't the Brigadier yet. Right, right. He was, yeah, he, he was not the brig. He was just uh, he was in, they a lieutenant or something. They attacked London and they were yeah, in Aren't the, they down in the sewers or they something? They were in the sewers, yep. Web of Fear. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Okay. Because the web, which you, we saw in this episode, you know, was taking over the mountain and everything. And that's, right. That, right, right. And it was the same thing that they were doing in the sewer with the great right. intelligence. And that one was Web of Fear, uh, the one I, yeah, is animated too. I don't know. I think there was a live action episode in that in two yes. am, I, am i mistaken yeah. yep and you got to see the glow of the uh yeti's eyes and stuff in the sewers <laughs> boy yes but i think you know i think the animation keeps getting better uh especially the faces um i mean there were times when i wasn't even thinking that this was a uh animated representation i mean i wasn't fooled into thinking it was live action but I just, you know, uh, wasn't even Didn't thinking get in about the it. Way of it. Yeah. Right, exactly. Um, and I am very sad that this is the last one that we're going to get for a while. Uh, you know, they made it clear that uh, BBC America pulled out of the financing, and as far as I know, they don't have another uh, well, another contributor yet. So the rumor was that they were working on Wheel of Wheel of Space. When they Wheel got the fortune, yeah. <laughs> so when that—that's how they were trying to get the money, right. exactly. When, when the money got when it got pulled, so you know it would have been great because that was the first Zoe story. So yeah, yeah. I, I do. I do want to see. I, I look. There's there's so many that are you know that are still missing, but it's but we're so close. You know, we're we're that much closer to getting a full run of these um so uh i would like to see them continue to do it and uh and 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 my favorite doctor has like the most missing ones or you know most of the missing ones too so like i i definitely want to see those at some point hartnell ones and eh, they can take their time on but <laughs> <laughs> just finish the, finish finish the trout and run uh um because I do think, like I said, I mean, compared to, you know, Reign of Terror or Moonbase, I mean, those were animated and they were not. They were horrible. Oh, yeah, they were not. Yeah. Yeah, but, uh, yeah you're uh, right. I noticed that about the faces, too. Like, even what was the last one we saw? The last M. Oh, Galaxy one? 4. Galaxy 4. Yeah, Galaxy, Galaxy yeah, 4. It was, yeah, the faces were not nearly as good. Mm -mm. Yeah. Macroterra as well. Mm -hmm. Um I mean, they, yeah, they've done so many and, uh, you know, they get better and better. And so I'm, I'm just hoping that, you know, we can, they can find another contributor. Uh, I'm not sure what the exact relationship no. is. I know that Big Finish 
like helps them with the creative end of it, get these done. But, um, you know, if they would just pass these off to big finish to get them done, I think that would be awesome too. Um, but mm-hmm. I, I, I mean, I don't know how much these cost and I, I guess big finish wouldn't be enough to like help fund them, but yeah. Um, if there was only a company from, you know, that has a mouse as a mascot that could help <laughs> that them has out. Enormous with, amounts of money. <laughs> so, well, if, if Disney Plus was going to, and we still don't know this for sure, do we? Um, if Disney Plus was going to include the classic stories, then it would make perfect sense for them to, you know, throw out some money so that they they could be finished. But um, I, you know, I don't know if that's going to be the case. I did see some sort of promo image. I don't know if it was official or not, but it said like the 60th anniversary and it had Hartnell and on one side and it had shooty on the other. And I was thinking, you know, like, Oh, well maybe they are including classic series. If they're, you know, if they're including Hartnell in this promo image, but I don't know a, if it was, if it was official and B, I don't know. It, that doesn't mean necessarily that they're going to have all the classic uh, who on. I have on a Disney feeling Plus. that was fan made. It's gorgeous. I, Cause I put it up on the ESW page. Yeah. It looks fan made, but yeah, I don't I, know. But it would be awesome. But there has not been any news if it's classic series also. Because, you know, I think the main place right now to get it is BritBox. Is... Yeah. Yes. Yes. That's where I've been watching them. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't Except know. for the ones, animated ones like these, we have to buy them. So Correct. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I don't mind. I add it to my collection. So. No, and, absolutely. And I will be a completist and try to get, every, you know, all of them eventually. You know, might be one of my dying wishes but you know bring me the highlander <laughs> i have to i have to yeah i have to ask you though do you are you trying to have a complete set home set like physical media of the entire franchise of doctor who yes oh wow okay i would i you know i was completest with the target books i had every one of the target books of the old series that they put out and you know, as they did it, I had to import them. I, you know, it helped when I was in high school that I was working at a bookstore. So I was able to have mm. the manager of the store order them for me. And, but it was still tough to get a lot of them. And if I didn't need drinking money when I was in college, I probably would still have them to this day. <laughs> I, uh, I, I have no, uh, yeah. Well, there's certain periods I'm just like, yeah, I'm not really need to own those, but, um, but I do. I have a complete run of the fourth doctor uh, and I would love to have a complete run on the second doctor. Um, and I have a few other things here and there. Um, but uh, those are the ones I've actively uh, collected. So I don't foresee myself trying to get everything, but um, certainly the, that those material, that material I would. Oh yeah. Um, Cause I'm even getting, you know, as they come out in the blue race, I'm getting, I'm trading out the seasons and stuff because I have the gotcha. individual storylines from the old series. But, mm-hmm. you know, as they come out on Blu-ray, I'm trading them out because I want the higher quality, you mm-hmm. know, and everything. So I'm curious to see how it comes and everything. And, you know, I'm hoping someday we get an animated version of Marco Polo. I would love to see that. Or Highlanders or, you know, there's so many still I would love to see that, you know, we haven't gotten yet. Absolutely. Mary, what do you, where do you stand on physical media and Doctor Who? 
Yeah, you know, I have a ton of it that I've just collected over the years, but I'm not particularly collecting it now. I usually buy stuff on streaming. I bought the Bonneville Snowman <laughs> on streaming. <laughs> but, um, I just don't. Now, does the streaming <laughs> offer you the choice of black and white or color? No, it's color. Gotcha. Okay. But I don't mind watching you, it in color. Mikey, did you watch it in black and white or did you watch always? It? Yeah, I seeing Troughton in color. No, I just no. No, it was tough watching him in the two doctors alone, you know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the two doctors. Yeah, exactly. Um, I, I, I just, yeah, I try to watch them as they were intended. I, I, you know, um, but that's just me. I'm glad they have that option because a lot of people, you know, still have that, like, Oh, I'm not going to watch it if it's black and white mentality. And oh, yeah, I know you're not against, like that. Mary. Yeah. I, know I don't mind watching it in black and white at all, but I just wanted the streaming version. So exactly, exactly. So I could see that, but now, and it's weird because even on the, you know, on the, on the DVD screen, you know, when you're picking the menu, it's in color. It's like, ah, it's <laughs> <laughs> true. It is true. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Um, and when they do the bonus material, when they talk about it, they when they show it, they show it in color. So, um, you know, so it's not like I, you know, never see it in color, but when I choose to watch the story. And therefore, also, when there are live action episodes as well, I, it fits a bit more seamlessly to me because it goes from black and white to black and white to black and white to black and white. It does whether it's live action or, or animated and I don't, I'm not thrown out of it where it's like, yeah. you know, Hey, it's black and white here, but it's color here. Oh, yeah, I very can much understand so. that. Is there a color, ver- Mary, I, is there a color version of the second episode animated? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So you can have a choice to watch it animated or not. Oh, you I can- didn't know that. Yeah. Even on the DVD, it, you, it asks, do you want to watch the live version? Gotcha. Or do you want to watch it animated all the way through? Gotcha. Yeah, I, I watched it both ways. Uh, so, um, but, you know, like, I hope this is a issue that we keep talking about. I hope they announce pretty soon at some point, you know, that uh, the, the, this is back on. Um, I think they've done a pretty good job overall uh doing this and i i hope it continues because uh i want to i want everything to be done i want i, I would you know <laughs> i would like to be able to say that i've watched every doctor who story you know in oh, my yeah. lifetime it would be awesome and yeah. it would be interesting too because you know especially with the 60th anniversary coming up i would so love to see them do the celestial toy maker animated oh, yeah I, that would make sense yeah you know well talk, yeah especially since talk. yeah He's if you're going to bring him back. Exactly. <laughs> so, because right now, you know, I was like thinking, we haven't done that one yet because obviously it's not animated, but we, you know, they have the reconstructions and I hate the Tell reconstructions. <laughs> yeah. I hate yeah, those. those. Those are hard. Those are hard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's just one step removed from just listening to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, I'd almost rather just listen. I would to rather it. just listen yeah. to it because I could picture it in my head then. So, it's you yeah. know the best ways to do it in a lot of ways. So, who knows? Very curious to see where we go with it, folks. So, should we go ahead and rate this one? One out of five Tardises. One being the worst, five being the best. Mister Mike, you could go first tonight. Um, I like this story and I think it's uh, really cool. I like the Yeti as, as, uh, you know, bad guys. I mean, they're robots here, so they're not really the big bad, but I think the animation was good. I think it's, 
I think it's a fun story. Um, one that you could just show to someone. I mean, it's not an ideal one to show to someone who's never seen Doctor Who, but I don't think it hurts. Um, so I'd give this a solid four. Uh, I can see myself watching this one again. Obviously, it's important because it introduces the uh, great intelligence who shows up many, many more times after this. Um, and it's always fun for me to watch uh, uh, Patrick and uh, uh, Jamie do their thing, like uh, Fraser do their thing. Like they're just still so fun to watch. I agree completely. Mary. I really enjoyed this story. You know, I think I'm even going to go as high as a four and a half because um, it just. It well, you're you're giving that half point for Victoria that I took out. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, I'm taking off half a point because yeah, there's filler episodes. <laughs> I mean, it's a sex episode arc, and those are almost always too long. Uh, but I just I enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. It kept me entertained. Patrick Trouton is wonderful. Loved it. Uh, when the if you look at the live action version, you get to watch him playing the recorder. Love that, love that That's scene. True. Yeah, love love the interaction between him and Jamie. I mean, Victoria to me is just there. She's fine. I didn't really care about her one way or the other. Um, and you know, it's just. But I'm I'm really glad that they preserved a good story. I think it would have been really sad if we had lost it. And and I hope they continue. Fair enough. Definitely fair enough. I'm going to agree with Mikey on this one. I definitely love this one, but it is definitely a four for me. The only reason it's not higher is it's too long. There's too many fillers in this. And if it was four episodes, it probably would have even been a five in a lot of ways mm -hmm. for me. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that pulled it down a full point. And, you know, I enjoyed it. The chemistry between the doctor and his companions, as always, is awesome. I could watch Patrick Troughton read the dictionary. I would be happy. <laughs> you know? And it, it's just, it is so good. And I liked it. I like how he was matching wits with the intelligence. I like how he used hypnotism to get Victoria out of the trance that yes. she was in. Yes. And, you know, and that was very master-like. And you know how he was. Oh, doing. speaking of which, man, they mentioned Master all the time in this, and it throws me out of it because I'm like, I know the Master's not around yet, so <laughs> stop not, using not that not word. That master. <laughs> he's not Gallifreyan, folks. He's, he's not because even you know, even it, it it even complicates things more because at one point the 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 mad quote unquote Master says that he used to be friends with the Doctor and he knows the Doctor, and I'm like, it can't be the Master. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't know who it is, but it can't be the master. Um uh one last thing, Mike, sorry, I wanted to say too is that no, no. I've I've Please. I've been critical of BBC when they've been releasing these in America because they haven't been releasing them on Blu-ray. Um and this one is on Blu-ray, so thank you, BBC, for releasing this on on Blu-ray instead of just playing on DVD. Um I, I wish we could have well you lost some money on me because I would, if they had offered the steelbook version in the United States, I probably would have bought that because it looked pretty cool. But, you know, I, as it was, I, I'm glad it was on Blu-ray as, as, as a choice because traditionally all the animated ones that I have are on just DVD because that's as far as they'll go on, on U, U, United States releases. Gotcha. So, um, but it was glad to see that it was in, yeah, so. There you go. 
There you go. There you go. Awesome. Steelbook does look nice. If you haven't seen the steelbook, look what it looks like. It's it's got a beautiful shot of the TARDIS in 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 the uh, wintry uh, Wonderland with a Yeti looking mm-hmm. on. Yeah, exactly with the really real looking <laughs> snow there. It's a, it's interesting <laughs> though because if you think about it, this storyline falls right between Tomb of the Cybermen and then the Ice Warriors. Yeah, man, it's wintry run of stories there. (laughs) Well, exactly. So Jamie must have really blue knees. (laughs) Blue knees and other parts. Exactly. So Jeff, definitely, folks, check it out. It's a ton of fun. And you know what? Thank you guys for listening. As always, we definitely would always love to hear from you guys. Feedback at earthstationwho.com is the best way to get in touch with us. If you get a chance, like and subscribe wherever you listen to us. And also, why not join in the group on Facebook? We have an amazing Facebook group. So definitely check it out. We have tons of fun stuff coming up. And you know what? It's six months till new doctor who but we are going to keep you really occupied we're setting our schedule and you know we might even be popping up at another doctor who convention later this year so you never know when we'll be popping up and going howdy so it's that or you know being ignored by the uh participants at the con and you know having the person who you're supposed to be interviewing running around the ballroom and taking questions from the audience by themselves so you know it's fine with me then I'm, we don't have to do anything just sit back and watch them <laughs> sit back and laugh <laughs> pretend we're enjoying ourselves up there on stage so it's awesome so it's cool so definitely looking forward to seeing everybody later this year hopefully everything's going okay as spring is starting to sprung but in a lot of part of the country it's snowing still so you know it's craziness weather is just nuts you know it's almost like there's a diabolical plan by an arch villain maybe the doctor can come and save us or something All right, folks, let's thank our folks for being here tonight. Mr. Mike, always a pleasure, sir. And as always, it's my pleasure as well. And Mary, thank you so, so much as always. Oh, thank you. I really love talking about this one. Anything you want to shout out about? Uh, You can find me at maryogle.com or on Etsy at eVisionArts. Excellent. Folks, take it easy. Hug your loved ones. Stay safe. And we will see you here next time on Earth Station Who. Peace, and we are done. Boom. You have been listening to Earth Station Who, a bi-weekly pop culture podcast dedicated to all things Doctor Who, featuring talents from across the universe. All topics on the show are the sole opinions of the individual and are used for entertainment value alone. You can subscribe to our podcast up on iTunes, Stitcher, or follow our blog at www.esopodcast.com. You can also follow us up on Facebook, Twitter, or Google+. If you enjoyed the show, please leave feedback up on iTunes. has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping for the Tee Public Store, which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek. <laughs>